if I like these episodes when, when I watch them. I, I, I know, I realize I'm just jumping right into it. I'm, I'm just going right in. Uh, I Upon reflection, I think they are okay. I think I they're like, on the one hand, they're perfectly serviceable, and then on the other hand, they do a couple of things that I really like, so I think I like the episodes. I, 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 I'm, I'm not like cold on them. I'm, I'm excited to dive into them. I also think there are a couple things I really like. Um, I, I'm like, for for the listener, I have had a weekend. We are just jumping into this. We we are getting in. This is it'll wash out a bleach rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host Lily, and I'm your co-host Sam. Should we you, just you like- know, you know that everything is a okay and is perfect and fine and good when we decide. You know what? Let's just get into the episode right now. <laughs> We're just doing it right now. So, episode 66, Breakthrough, The Trap Hidden in the Labyrinth. All is well at Urahara Shop, with Kisuke and Tessai having some tea, as suddenly Ichigo and the gang burst in, Ichigo forcing Kone out of his body and into the plushie. Ichigo asks to leave his body here, and Urahara agrees, though questions why, leading Ichigo to reveal that Chad was also abducted, and that they're being picked off one by one. Kone asks what he's supposed to do, and Ichigo tells him to come with. Tessai takes the body while Urahara confirms the situation, beginning a discussion with Ichigo, Renji, and Uryu. I, l- I like this because, like, so last week I mentioned that I like how it's like, oh, the enemy is thinking, they're clearly, like, picking on each character, like, one by one, and, like, going after their weaknesses specifically. And this is Ichigo going, like, hey, you know what someone would probably do to me if they were targeting me? Get my fucking body. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy, could you, like, take care of this for a while? I I did think it was very funny that Urahar is just like, what? Why? I mean, okay, sure, but why? <laughs> like, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, I was, um, the, the, like, next part of this is, like, very funny because, like, 
Renji starts, like, expressing how difficult it's been to fight Liri and Kurodo and Noba, uh, because Uri's just like, there's more to fighting than just charging in, but Renji just goes, I blame Aizen. <laughs> like, he thinks Aizen is behind this. Listen, these guys are tricky fuckers, Aizen was a tricky fucker, like... <laughs> it's just so funny that Renji's first thought here is, I've got it, Aizen's behind this. Uryu asks if Urahara found anything, and he explains this stuff about the Raymon voice print, which, from last week, um, basically, I guess, like, souls have, like, a a spirit crest in their voice, or something like that, and it's, like, a voice print, uh, but, like, anyway, they didn't have that, and they're neither human nor soul reaper, is what Urahara says. Ichigo is surprised, and Uryu's like, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I sense something weird about them. Tessai returns and explains it'll be difficult to deal with the three weirdos if their powers are derived from Keto. Ichigo's like, can I just not hit them with the Getsuka Tensho? And Renji's like, well, I mean, you could, but it is, like, as powerful as something like Senbon Zakura, and you're untrained, so it will probably cause a lot of collateral damage, so we probably shouldn't do that. He's like, remember the giant canyon? You <laughs> Remember how you make, you create new geography every time you use that move? <laughs> I mean, it's your hometown, but, you know. Ichigo's just like, okay, well then why don't you just use your Bankai? And Richie's like, oh, well, uh, I mean, about that, uh, I don't have that under control either, so like, who do you? <laughs> So both of them are just like, ah, oh, yeah, Uryu, Uryu's got this, go Uryu! <laughs> Tessai goes on, noting that Orihime and Chad were likely considered the easiest targets, hence why they were targeted first, when suddenly the phone I hate rings. this, I hate this so much. I did I was, too! You know what it would have been, like, a really good way to, like, to, to present this? Orihime's fairy is probably a really good way to fight against, like, real sketchy bullshit. Mm-hmm. She like sh- shields and small agile attacks that she could control. Yeah, like you could probably make a a pretty good argument that like Odihime would would have been a really good person to have with Uryu to fight these guys. Right. I not only that, but like it it, it is like bringing some like minor frustration from like last week, just because like I'm still kind of frustrated by the fact that like. Even after noting the fucking skeletal gate outside their window, Orihime's just like, yeah, I'll grab onto my brother's arm. That's fine. Like, no, she's not that stupid. Like, she's not, I, I wouldn't even call her stupid. She's just a ditz. Yeah, it's just like, I know you trust your brother, but, <laughs> like, you know, if if my dead uncle, who I trusted a lot, like, hey, came back to me and he was like, yo, this giant gate with skulls, it looks <laughs> it looks freaky, but, you know, just grab my hand. I promise there's, like, 20 bucks on the other side for you. I would at least hesitate. <laughs> like, I would at least have gone on my guard. Like, I don't know. I guess, like... I guess we're getting into last week. I would have not minded seeing, like, a slight scene of Orihime maybe trying to defend herself, at least. But moving on, moving on. Uh, Suddenly the phone rings, and a familiar giggle answers. Urahara hands it to Ichigo, is like, this giggle's for you. And (laughs) 
tells him to continue the game with everyone at the Karakura Museum. Renji is frustrated that they have to keep playing along with this game, but Kon tells him and the gang not to fear, since he'll be with them. Much to his chagrin, though. Kon is functioning mainly as a backpack strapped to Uryu. <laughs> There's, like, a bit here where Kon is, like, horny and, like, oh, I would love to be on Orihime's back. And Uryu's like, why do I have to carry such a horny lion plush? <laughs> Uh, and Ichigo points out that it had to be Uryu, because nobody can see their Soul Reaper forms. Which, I, I like this detail. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a good reason, because, I, and I also love that Uryu's like, you know, if I realized that I was the one wearing the backpack, I wouldn't have fucking made it, like. <laughs> it's very funny. You know, I am gonna say it, like, as much as I wish Orihime and, like, Chad have, hadn't been clowned on so much, like, these entire, like, episodes, I'm really glad Uryu's getting some time to shine. Yeah, like, him and the idiot duo is just some real fun times the entire the entire way through. It's really good. It's really, really good. Um, he shows off the new pouch that he added to Khan, where he's keeping several sewing supplies, prompting Ichigo to praise his handiwork and telling him that it would sell well if he made more. I mean, he's right, but also <laughs> Khan is not thrilled at this new invasion of his bodily autonomy. <laughs> like, this is horrifying. He yeah. didn't even know what was happening. He's like, oh, what do you mean you put stuff inside of me? What? <laughs> When did this happen? Like, I I kind of want to know, like, the logistics behind how Cone doesn't know this is a thing that happened. But, like, at the same time, it's kind of horrifying and I'm glad we didn't dwell on it too long. Yeah, I assume it's just they either, either A, they took his pill out, like, while the thing was being modified, uh, while the body was being modified, because, you know, why would you make him go through that? Or that makes B, sense. Uh... Uryu, like, did the modifications in less than a second. He was like, hey, Khan, turn around. Boom, boom. It's done. <laughs> Literally, like, both of those things could have happened, and in fact, I'm going to choose it was a combination of the two. The gang arrives at the museum, Renji suggesting that one of them take watch, which Ichigo's like, are, are you stupid? They have hostages. There's no reason for them to come out here. They find some mocking sign telling them of a special exhibit, and they hear the same familiar tormenting giggle. Ichigo demands Lirin show herself, but she simply informs them that she, Kuroto, and Noba are in hiding, and their friends will be returned if the gang can find them. Ichigo agrees, but is surprised when they are told they must hang up their weapons for this trial. There are, like, two display cases with, like, Pun names based on their Zanpakuto, which I did not write down because it has been a weekend. But like, do do you do you have these pun names? Because th I, yeah. I remember one being like butt getsu. Yeah, so it's it's Zabi Maru, where the Maru is just like a circle, and the other one is so it's like just you know the very basic uh, Maru circle, and then the mm -hmm. other one is Zan Ketsu for butt. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just because they have the display cases, and they're like, yeah, you have to put your weapons here. Uh, those are the rules of the game this time. And then they're like, okay, fine. They look at the things, they're like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, they both get super pissed off, and he's like, guys, like, this is easy. Just don't get angry at this. Like, chill. Uryu, they're not just weapons, they're friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uryu just doesn't get it. He'd get it if he were a soul reaper. Stupid the gang Quincy's. 
Fucking Quincy's. The gang takes a step forward, and Uryu senses something, asking Kona if he senses it too. Kona's like, yeah, actually, I felt a weird energy since we got here, which... I ha, have we really had many mentions of Cone like sensing spiritual energy? I don't know. Like it, it makes sense. I just don't think this has been mentioned that often. But also, uh, we haven't seen Cone in like two seasons, so yeah. Like I think at the very beginning, it was mentioned that like Cone's pretty good at sensing energy. Part of it is that like it's his main way. If he's not in the body, it's it's literally his only way of interacting with the world. Yeah. Um, and also, just being a soul that is made to pop in and out of bodies means that he's less, like, attached to the body as well. So I think they did men- make mention that he was pretty good. He he was always, like, able to figure out when hollows were coming out as well. Okay, yeah, this makes sense. As Ichigo asks uh, Cohen to inform them if anything weird happens behind them, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> I, I think it's really funny that they just have Cohen on Udi's back. He's like, hey, keep watch behind us. Uh, I just really love that it's like, what if I don't want to, you piece of shit? <laughs> and Udi is like, no, you don't understand. This is a heroic mission that only you can do. <laughs> See, I, I'm coming to realize that I don't actually mind Khan all that much when he's not being horny and annoying. The problem isn't Khan. The problem are the horny jokes. Exactly. Like, he's, he's like, fine here. Like, I, I actually, like, for the most part, enjoyed Cone's presence this episode, and I'm, I was surprised about that. Actually, the problem is the horny jokes and also Con interacting with the Udahara kids. There we um, go. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Horny uh, jokes and Ginta, the actual villains of Bleach. <laughs> fucking Ginta. Uh, so... Suddenly, the boys realize they're in a nondescript room with four doors, each seemingly leading into infinitely more nondescript rooms. Ichigo strains not to make the Doctor Who reference here, and Uryu claims that the labyrinth can be solved easily if they keep their hands to the wall and move in the same direction. After three right turns, they're all surprised to find themselves right back where they started. However, the original entrance has also been replaced with infinite rooms. Reggie's like, I'm gonna start breaking walls. But Uryu tells him, no, 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 we need to solve a puzzle. Uh, and he's like, there should be a clue somewhere in here. And Liren just, like, comes in on an intercom and is like, yeah, he's he's right, there's a clue. Yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a game, you dumbass. <laughs> like, and also, this is the museum. Like, like it's a public, uh, it's a public structure, like. <laughs> Please don't destroy the museum, Renji. Please, Renji. I, d- does Renji know what a museum is? Do they have museums in Soul Society? You know what? Probably not. Probably not. I feel like... Hmm. You know what? I want to see what a Soul Society museum would be like. I want to know. Uh, I bet they have a military museum. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Ichigo groans in annoyance, and Uryu tells him to stop giving them what they want before pulling a ball of yarn out of cone tying it to a barricade pole by one of the doors and instructing him to hold it and unravel it as they move. Kona's like, ugh, why me? But is like, Kona, this is an extremely important job. Only you can do it. And immediately Kona's just like, oh, hell yeah, I'm the yarn, like, unraveler. I'm the best. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. Um, Upon moving to the next room, the boys are surprised to find no lights in the next door ahead of them. 
They enter the dark room, and they find Orihime and Chad in display cases, along with themselves? They, they find themselves inside the cases, and they can't move, and they start, like, freaking out. Uh, and then Ichigo wakes up because he's being beaten by Kone, uh, and he's like, oh, this was all an illusion. Uh, he wakes up the others, and they return to the previous safer room, and Kone recounts them all suddenly passing out upon entering the dark room, as Uryu theorizes um, about, like, what this could mean, uh, and Liren warns them to be careful. That entire sequence is like it's really spooky. Like they they're they're going in. It's all quiet. It's like you can barely see anything. They see like empty. Um, they see some empty display cases, and then they're like, "Oh shit!" To the left and right are display cases with Orihime and Chad, and then they blink and they're inside this the cases themselves, and they can't like they specifically can't move either. They're like struggling yeah. to be able to move anything. And it's like you've been turned into mannequins. Ooh. It's like. Spooky and it is like fun in the way that it is actually using the museum set piece, which makes me very happy. Um, I like, I wasn't like s- super hot or cold on this part, but I do think like upon reflection, I like it a lot. Yeah, like it's a it's a cool bit. I I prefer this to the the next traps that we're gonna see, which end up taking up I think most of the episode, <laughs> but. Traps, quote, quotation marks. Uh, like, Ryu theorizes that the, ad- the adjacent room is safe for them, but Renji stops the gang as they find themselves peering over the edge of a cliff. Ryu notes that this kind of infinite loop should be impossible, even with the size of the building, while Renji points out an astonishing fact about the previous room. It's back where they started. Ichigo tells Uryu to put down Kone, which he does. And then he unties the yarn from the pole, telling Kone not to let go before pulling hard, <laughs> causing the plush to fly through all of the previous rooms and leading Uryu to realize the labyrinth is a Mobius strip. It, it was formed by Twisting Space. Which, I don't know how he didn't figure this out earlier. Like, I guess it makes sense, but it's like... I, I feel like with the level of intellect that Uryu has, this would have been a cinch to figure out. Yeah, well, I think it's... at. Because at first, it's like, oh, they just changed, like, how everything in the museum looks so that it looks like all the same room going, like, in the thing. And then at this point, it's like, they didn't just do that. They also, like, lost woods dust. <laughs> they, they lost woods us. <laughs> I do like Khan just being dragged, like, by the, by the rope all the way back. My my favorite part of this, like, this little segment is, like, Cone tries to, like, slow himself down by, like, getting some, like, friction on the ground, and he can't do it, so he just, like, keeps getting pulled and, like, battered, and it was very funny. Ichigo's like, how is it possible that they're twisting space? And Udi's like, I don't know, but he pulls out a sketchbook, and he starts sketching out a map of where they've already been, as well as the traps they've already seen. Ichiko notes that they should encounter another trap if they move straight ahead based on the pattern, and Uryu asserts that they shouldn't encounter any traps if they move in an L-shape, which Renji takes as being the secret of the labyrinth. Uryu's like, that would be convenient, but that's not actually what's happening. Uh, He closes the book, and he follows the boys through several more rooms with no progress. They sit on the floor for a break, and Uryu pulls a comically large bottle of tea out of Cone. (laughs) Like, it's, like, twice the size of this plush. It's very good. 
It's so good because, like, mostly this scene is Renji and Ichigo, like, starting to argue and getting, like, really annoyed at each other and whatever. And then, like, in the background, you have Uryu just, like, hmm, get, gotta get some tea. And, yeah, the bottle is literally twice the size of Khan's body. <laughs> like, it's a like, good goof. It's a good goof. Uh, I'm really glad that the goofs are continuing to be, like, pretty solid here. Um... <laughs> Basically, Ichigo and Renji start, like, Blair witching here. They're just like, alright, well, we've made no progress. We don't know where we are. We're gonna start arguing. We're mad at each other. This is everything. Lyrian, like, pops in, like, just in time because they, like, call attention to the fact that she hasn't, like, been, like, saying anything. So she, like, chimes in and is like, ha, you guys are arguing. And Renji's like, show yourself. Ichigo tells them it's pointless until they solve the puzzle, which neither of them know how to do. Uryu tries to get them to stop arguing, but Renji's like, fine, I'm gonna go solve the puzzle all by myself. And Ichigo's like, fine, because I don't want to work with you anymore anyway. And the two storm off in opposite directions. Uh, Lirin chimes in commenting on the split between friends, which leads the two to return, claiming that they were never friends in the first place before storming off yet again. I love that this is becoming their recurring bit. Me too. <laughs> They're just like, I wasn't friends with him in the first place. I, I just want, like, reluctant friends, Ichigo and Renji, all the time. It's very, very good. But, like, you you know, like, the second, like, they're actually in trouble, they'll come to save each other's back. Like, that, you know. You know. Yeah, you know it, but it's, it's also, like, and yet, they will... S- much like when uh, when Ichigo saved Renji from uh, Byakuya, like if any if either of them has to save the other's life, they will never let him live it down. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's very good. They they have this smugness to their friendship that I really appreciate. Uryu, exasperated, is shocked to see the space behind one of the doors starting to contort. As Khan notes that there should be a trap in the room they're looking at. Uryu suddenly has a brain blast, thinking about the different patterns of the labyrinth, the gates that appeared when Chad and Orihime were kidnapped, and the strange energy he's felt, and he suddenly realizes the connection between all of them. He calls out, claiming to have solved the secret of the labyrinth. Renji and Ichigo return, and Uryu whispers an explanation because he's not ready to tell the audience yet, surprising Ichigo with its simplicity. Uryu requests Ichigo's substitute Soul Reaper badge, just in case, and Ichigo hands it over, not without question, before Uryu runs through the trap room, running on air as the floor crumbles beneath him. He was right. The gang follows, and leering giggles. The room glows and fades to reveal the main room of the museum. Sitting up on the T-Rex skeleton is Ririn, who wonders how they figured it out. Uryu admits he only realized recently... He explains that the labyrinth is actually a 3x3 grid where the rooms loop indefinitely. Passing through three in a straight line would solve the puzzle. This meant Lyrian had to be creating illusions of traps whenever they came close to coming three, uh, three squares deep, allowing her to lead them wherever she wanted. He explains that she never predicted they would suddenly split up, though, which caused them to occupy three different spaces, moving in opposite directions nine spaces away from each other, which is what caused the distortion Uryu saw, as Lirin tells him he was correct, and Noba suddenly appears and gives him a chokehold. 
Lirin claims the game won't end until the gang catches them, and Uryu claims the game is over, hitting Nobo with the substitute badge and causing a Gikongan to fly out of his mouth as his body crumples to the floor, confirming Uryu's suspicion. Lirin, Kurodo, and Noba are mod souls, just like Khan. I do love that his explanation is mostly like, I figured it out because you never imagined that we'd be such dumbasses. <laughs> Correction. We figured it out because you never figured that Ichigo and Renji would be such dumbasses. You failed to take into account how how much they hate each other sometimes. <laughs> it's it's, great. it's very good. Like, I I think the solution to this this puzzle is very novel and fun. Uh, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. I also like the like I so far we've seen that like even if they find. Even when they manage to succeed in the the game, like the mod souls show up and try to take one of them away regardless. Like the mod souls are the enemy at this moment and they're like they're picking them off one by one, regard like the games are just a pretext. So he's like, Hey, congratulations, you won the game. Uh we're still gonna try and catch you though. So Uryu's like Bitch, I saw you coming. <laughs> like it's great. It's really good. It is very, very good. Uh, I do think like this warrants like just a little bit of a refresher on what mod souls are because I do think it's been a while since we've like actively talked about them. Um, ba- basically, for for the listeners, uh, mod souls were basically weapons created by Soul Society to inhabit like dead human bodies. Uh, they're essentially like fake souls that have special powers uh those are only the specific so those are specific mod souls right so there's the there's the soul pills that are just like they're there so that uh, shinigami can put them in a body and say hey take my body somewhere safe and then there's like the special mod souls that are like the weapons like kong who has super kicking power yes um Though, like, the, like, normal soul pills aren't, like, actually, those aren't mod souls, those are just Gikongan. Like, they're, they, they are, I don't know, it's weird, mod souls are weird, but, like, you know, we're here, uh, this is how they have powers, this, it, it, it explains it. Yeah, it's, it's consistent. It's internally consistent. It is, which makes me happy, because I was worried it would not be, and I completely forgot that these three were mod souls. I, I texted Sam about this, and he's just like, oh no, I remembered as soon as I saw things. Uh, so, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Udo, you figured uh, things out upon realizing the similarities in Cone and the mod souls' energy. Renji embarrassedly states... He had no idea, and Uryu points to Noba's sudden appearance as meaning he probably has the power to control space, which seems like a really overpowered power, while Lirin is the one who controls illusions. Uh, he demands to know their plans as Kurodo picks up Noba's Gigai and Gikongan before leaving, prompting Lirin to follow as the gang chases him outside. I I do want to say, like, I really think Noba's power here should be a lot more overpowered than it is, but like, I guess we don't know the extent of it. I mean, making a bunch of, like, making some looping corridor, some infinitely looping corridor rooms is pretty intense. It's pretty intense. Like, I don't know. It it makes me wonder, like, what more he could do here. 
The gang is surprised to find Orihime and Chad standing outside, as the latter explains that they were suddenly thrown out here as the skeletal gates appear, causing Ichigo to assume somebody's going to be kidnapped again. Standing atop the gates with Renji and Ichigo's Zanpakuto, Nobu denies this, and Liren claims that their friends are returned since they won the game, as Nobu tosses back their weapons, which is a move that surprised me, frankly. <laughs> the gates open, and the mod souls enter through the gate, Liren announcing that she will begin the next game, warning that their friends will disappear if they don't go to school right away, ending the episode. Yeah, she's like, oh, it's just about time for school to start, and students should be in school. <laughs> it really is just like that. Like, they've been in here all night, like, it is just reaching morning, and it's like, alright kids, time to go to class! Yeah, they're gonna show up to, they're gonna show up to class and just be like, uh... <laughs> Actually, nah, they're high school kids, they're fine. They're they'll fine. Be fine. I... Okay, I do think I liked this episode. I think it dragged a little bit, like, in some places, which I especially noted while writing the summary, because I'm just like, how do I make this interesting to read or listen to? Um, like, I think they do enough to keep it interesting. Uh, I'm very much in agreement with you, like, that the first trap with, like, the dark room and the display cases was way more interesting than any of the other traps. And I wish they had used the museum set piece more. Yeah. Otherwise it feels like you probably could have cut this episode down to like half an episode, um, like overall, but you know, overall good time. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't bad. I mean, it, it is filler, like still like, obviously it's its own arc, but it is filler. And like, it makes sense why it is the way it is. And I, I don't think there was anything particularly wrong with the episode. Like, we have seen far worse episodes of this show. We've seen far worse non-filler episodes of this of this show. Oh, yeah. Should we go ahead and take a five-minute break and get ready for the next episode? Yeah, let's just, uh, let's just get to the break. Let's just get right back into it with episode 67, Death Game, The Missing Classmate. Parentheses, S parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> we open the episode with the Scooby gang running back to school, and I do want to take a moment to appreciate, like, Orihime's, like, like she's got these pink striped sweatpants that just look really good, and I think they're actually her pajamas from the night before, but, <laughs> but it's like... It's just good fashion. I want those pants. They look great. <laughs> Honestly, like, I, I know we've commented on it before. The fashion in Bleach, like, while it's kind of a mess, I kind of love it, too. Like, it, it's very good. Yeah, it's just overall good shit. Uh, once they get to school, both of the Shinigami find their bodies there. And <laughs> so they're, like, it's just... Ishigo and Renji's bodies, like, laying against, like, sitting up against each other, like, right in the middle of the quad. And you're just like, hmm, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> and then as soon as they get in the bodies, the mod souls show up and they're like, oh, by the way, uh, we planted a fake in your group. One of you's not who they appear to be. You ever played Danganronpa? It's like that. One of you's, like, bad. Don't worry about it. The group at first doesn't believe them, and... Then the mod souls are like, well, 
whatever. It doesn't matter if you don't believe us. Like, the rules of the game are find the imposter before noon. Otherwise, if you guess wrong, everyone in the school will, capital D, disappear. <laughs> they, like, explicitly here state that, like, by disappear, they mean you'll never see them again, like, straight up. Yeah, they're like, listen, this is a kid's show, but you know, they'll disappear. And I was like, I, th- <laughs> I think you've said, I think the show has said killed before. <laughs> I, are you, listen, they, they want to send them to the shadow realm where their soul will be tormented eternally forever. It's much better than death. Yeah, I, I suppose they're like, we, oh, we won't kill them ourselves. We're just going to like dump them off in a different world or whatever. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they're not sure if, like, it's a real thing. So we're like, hey, Chad, what did he make? Do you have any insight? And, but neither of them remember, like, what it was like when they were after when they were gone. So they're like, well, it could be possible, I guess. Uh, we Like, we don't have any information one way or another. And just as they start getting worried, Mizuiro and Keigo show up, and as well as Tatsuki. And everyone's like, why are you not wearing your school uniforms? <laughs> this is weird. It's a good bit. It's followed by a good bit where uh, Keiko starts asking just a ton of questions, and then Renji and Ichigo just kick him in the face, and then both of them have the exact same expression. And they're like, "Nah, we're not alike. Fuck you." <laughs> I I'm really glad the like Ichigo and Renji being relatives bit is like consistent here. I think it's very funny. Yeah, because Mizuru is like. Oh yeah, they have the exact same re- reaction to Kago. Of course they're relatives. <laughs> Alike in so many ways. <laughs> the bell rings and everyone starts heading inside and Chad says like, yeah, we should go inside and pretend everything's fine because if people start asking questions or giving us detention, it'll kind of be hard to investigate. So it's like, okay, yeah, good, good point. <laughs> in class... Ichigo is focused on the problem at hand instead of learning about, like, logic or math or something. Who gives a shit? And, uh, while he's like, oh, could it be Urihime? Or maybe it's Uriyu. Renji just, like, shows up right next to him and he's like, hey, hey, I'm bored. What do you think, uh, is happening? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like, and during this entire bit, there, like, we could see, just over his shoulder, you could see, like, the other students in the class, and you could see a couple of them were, like, staring at Renji, and they're like, please, I'm trying to study, why are you in this classroom? My favorite part about this is that the teacher does not stop until they start fighting. Yeah, like, like she doesn't care that there's this weird dude in her classroom, like, annoying Ichigo, <laughs> and just walking around. <laughs> But once they get up and start yelling at each other, that's what she, like, th- she throws chalk at both of them, and then she's like, okay, listen, both of you stand outside. Uh, and then there's, like, there's this really weird bit where Renji starts making, like, these weird faces and just be, like, really excited, and Ichigo's like, I wonder if he's the culprit. And then, of course, the audience collectively rolls their eyes as it turns into the unfortunately classic Character A yells at character B to take off their clothes while bystanders assume it's a sex thing trope, complete with all the students watching in either shock or barely disguised interest. Um, I I don't want to dwell on this too long. Um, I do want to say, like, I think 
if they weren't teenagers, I think this could be funny. I think the fact that they are teenagers and like the lesbian character is is it Chizuru? Uh yeah. like her being like, oh, it's young boys love and everything. I think that's gross. Uh it, it's a bad bit. Yeah, it's it is what it is. It's a person I don't feel that I don't read Renji as a teenager. Um I partly, also don't. <laughs> partly because he's like two hundred years old or something, but also partly because he's like he's gone through the academy. He's done yeah. his schooling. Um But, you know Ichigo. Uh, like that yeah, like Ichigo's definitely is a minor, but all and it's like this is just like it's that trope that shows up. It's show it shows up less nowadays, but you know, it's that one. There's that joke. Here it is. I think, uh, I think it'd be less frustrating if, like, because we, we've watched Burn the Witch. I, I feel like it would be less frustrating if we could see that Kubo has, like, grown from this. But, like, I don't think he ever will. And that's frustrating. So it's just kind of frustrating that we intermittently in Bleach and, like, Kubo's works, we're just gonna get this. And, like, we're just gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, it's just, it is what it is. Outside, Ichigo says he would be, he's like, listen, my reasoning was if I got him out of his gigai, we would know, like, immediately if he was a Shinigami or not. And Ichigo's like, um, maybe? We have no fucking clue how strong this guy's copy ability is. Maybe he's a Kirby and he can use our powers too. Like, who the fuck knows? Like, maybe he can also turn into a Shinigami soul and, like, go inside a body. Like, what? What reason do what actual reason do we have to believe otherwise? It's like okay, well, that I guess you do have a point. Honestly, later in the girls' bathroom, Tatsuki hears weird noises, and when she investigates, she disappears, leaving only her sweatband, her like sweat wristband behind. Uh, it, I I do find it kind of funny where she's like, there's this big like horror movie like. Oh, there's sounds coming from a stall, and she like she look she like creeps towards it. There's flickering lights. She opens the door like really fast. Nothing's there, and then like the lights start flickering a ton more, and then she runs out. And it's like, oh, here's another of those like like good like horror movie like scenes, and then there's nothing, and then she just kind of like disappears. I like honestly laughed here because I was just like. That really killed the tension there. Like, it was very funny, honestly. <laughs> it's a goofy little, like, horror movie bit. Uh, we cut to Soul Society? <laughs> yeah. Where Ukitake is like, Alright, we're gonna stop, temporarily, all passage to the world of the living. We're gonna close the gate. And then as as the gate is closing, we see Soifan, like, manages to run through it. And then we get, like, a voiceover of Yoroichi, uh... Or well, we get a voiceover that tells us that Yoroichi is the one who asked for the gate to be closed in the first place, and also that she was asking Soifan to like come to the human world before the gate gets closed. Um, mysteries for a later time. We cut to PE class where the girls are going to be running and the boys will do baseball today, and this is where Orihime is like, "Hey, uh, where's my buddy? <laughs> where, where's Tatsuki?" Uh, Lirin, like, just shows up in the middle of all the people, and she, like, she's like, hey, psst, I got your friend. 
and Uri, it's like Orihime runs off, and then everyone, else, like all the other main characters, start running after her, and all the students and the teachers are like, "What the fuck is happening? Why is that group running off?" And they're like, "We're all sick. We're all going to the bathroom." But like, no one <laughs> believes them. Like, I re- I really like that. Like, the people around them aren't stupid. They know that something's up. Something's weird. Uh, they're like stupid enough not to know that like. Leering is, like, here, which is funny. Like, I don't know how she didn't get seen, but, like, whatever. But, like, I'm I'm really also glad that Udi is the one who has to tell everyone, oh, we're just all going to the infirmary. We're all sick. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they find- the group finds, like, Tatsuki's wristband, and Ishida tells Orihime not to worry, and it just sets her off. Like, for the first time in the show, we actually see her, like, legitimately angry. Uh, it lasts all of, like, three seconds because Ichigo, like, ch- calms her down. And that's when the Matsuos taunt them again, saying they only have an hour left. They try to call the Urahara store, and Ginta answers, saying, eh, no one's here, ciao, bye. <laughs> and then Renji's like, uh, also, I can't contact Soul Society for some reason. And Uryu just comes up with the best idea. He's like, well, what about intuition? Like, each one of us has probably noticed, like, imperceptible details that the imposter got wrong. So obviously, if all of us have, like, the intuition we all accuse the same person, that person has to be the imposter, right? <laughs> uh, so they do, they do, they immediately do, like, the worst thing you could possibly do in this scenario, which is have everyone accuse someone one by one. So Ishigo says, like, well, my intuition says it's Ashida. And <laughs> Ashida's like, ah, but I will so shit really fast. Can an imposter do this? <laughs> it's like, well, yes, you're the one who told us that we don't know how good he is at copying. But then it doesn't <laughs> matter. He immediately accuses Renji because he's the new guy and the- thus the easiest to be an imposter. Which makes Renji say, well, the least obvious would be the most obvious. So obviously it's Orihime. And she says, well, I'll pass the... Su- she says, I will pass the suspicion to Chad. <laughs> <laughs> and then he finally says, well, all this started with Ichigo. So obviously he's it's his fault. You're the one. My intuition here is that they're all fucking idiots. And I love that. <laughs> They're all idiots. Every single one of them. <laughs> I do love that Urihime, like, isn't trying at this point. She's like, no, fuck you. I'm passing the suspicion on to that guy. <laughs> it's, it's a good bit. Yeah. Uh, Lirin shows up just to mock them a little further and tells them to look outside, where students start disappearing in the fields, leading to mass panic. Like, a bunch of <laughs> students disappear. All the other students are like, oh my god, what the fuck? They start running, they run towards the teacher, then everyone that's running also disappears. <laughs> like, We're gonna have to men in black memory wipe all these kids again! They were probably gonna do it regardless, but yeah. These kids probably not having a great time. <laughs> Lirin asks the group if they're going to surrender, and promising everyone safety in exchange for their lives. And immediately Ichigo is just like, wait, hold on, I sent something. And he sees uh, Soifan and Yoroichi running towards the school. They, like, they basically just, like, reach the school and start jumping up and immediately, like, jump past the window and just, like, head for the roof. And uh, Ichigo's like, hey, Chad, are are you alright there, buddy? You're, uh, you're panting, like, pretty hard. Like, you're kind of looking sketch. And Chad responds with, I don't know, but she seemed tough for a single woman. <laughs> and, you know, every single person's like, oh, 
that means you're the imposter because when Ichigo called out Yoroichi, you thought that that was the name of the woman and not the name of the cat. Uh, which leads to like, <laughs> like it's kind of like this little like inspector reveal. Like, ah, when did you notice that I turned that I transformed? It's like I don't know, maybe when you were acting like totally out of character ten seconds ago. Like, <laughs> I thought this was really good too. It's just like, when did you notice? I just. I, I just told you, like, exactly my reasoning. Like, were you listening? <laughs> it's like, and e- even before, like, Chad gives the, like, wrong answer, it's still like, he, he acts like nothing like Chad for, like, a good, like, couple of seconds before he gives that, that answer. So it's like, well, yeah, maybe you should uh, work better at being a copy. So the mod souls are like, well, it's 2-2 now, and that means it's time for the last game. Uh, winner takes all, and, you know, you don't have a choice. You have to participate, because, in case you didn't realize, if this chat was fake, that means we still have a hostage. Fuck you. (laughs) We, we don't have an answer on what the fuck bounce are yet. We don't know what these mod souls, like, motive, like, we, we don't know their motives yet. We, we don't know a whole lot this episode was like a fun time for the most part. Yeah, just some uh, some good goofs, some bad goofs, and then some slightly better goofs. Yeah, it was uh, just kind of a silly episode. Like I I enjoyed it. What we didn't talk about yet, either for this one or the previous one, is the post credit segments. Because in the previous episode's post credit segments, we finally get the introduction of the female Soul Reaper Association. Oh yes, right. <laughs> I did watch this. I did actually watch this. Where we have we have Isane, we have Nemu, we have Rangiku, Kione, and like fucking Soifan is there. Although she's she's kind of busy looking at a stuffed cat, which I, which I really like. Uh, and then Nanao comes in and she's like, and now we will start the meeting with the chairwoman. And it's Yachiru. Yachiru is the chairwoman. It's incredibly good it's it's an amazing bit 10 out of 10 you landed it you, you made it happen you landed it you set it up you pitched it you hit it out of the park it's perfect notably that like unohana's not there <laughs> unohana has no time for this shit she's a captain with her responsibilities so i, I found was- though <laughs> i was kind of surprised to see nebu here just because like i'm surprised that like that's a thing that like Mayuri just allows to happen, considering how, like, terrible he is. So, I don't know. I was just kind of surprised by that. But, like, this is a good bit. This is a good bit. I'm sure it's like, no, she has work to do. Would you like to explain this to our chairwoman? God, no. Leave. I don't want to be in the same room as that little monster. Keep that gremlin away from me. (laughs) That's actually exactly how I think that went down. Thank you. Thank you for this. Not that he's scared of her. He just doesn't want to be anywhere near her. Uh, and I then, can see him being scared of her. Oh, yeah, he's probably also scared of her. <laughs> uh, and then, my favorite part of both of these episodes, the post credit scene for for episode 67, which, absolutely a delight. Best scene. It's Toshiro Hitsugaya showing up to Ukitake and being like, uh, buddy, what the fuck? Why are you closing the uh? Why are you closing the go- the gate to the human world? Like, what's happening? 
Like, why would, why are you giving that order? And it's like, well, it's Yoroichi who, oh, right. You're a kid. So he just starts pulling snacks out of his sleeves. <laughs> like, and he just, and he starts filling Hitsugaya's arms with them. And it's like, it's like whole bags of chips. <laughs> Like, just giant lollipops. And there's so much. There's just so much. Toshiro's, like, he ends up having, like, both arms just completely full of various snacks. And then Ukitake just leaves and he's like, I have more snacks, like, at my, uh, at, like, my living quarters. So if you ever drop by, like, if you, like, if you ever need a snack or, like, some sweets or whatever, like, I'm your guy. <laughs> God it's, damn it. It's a good bit. Um... You know, I'm not thinking, I wasn't thinking about it earlier, but, like, now I'm wondering why it was Ukitake who gave the order, and not, like, Yamamoto, like, for, like, the gates to be closed? It's either, and this, I guess this is something we might learn at some point, uh, perhaps it has to do with his, with, the uh, Division 13's responsibilities? Maybe, uh, maybe. Or, Yoroichi specifically asked him, instead of Yamamoto... <laughs> Because maybe she's like, you know what? He's probably not going to agree to it. If I ask Kitake, he'll be like, yo, emergency uh, meeting. We have to do this. Um, I, I, I am very excited. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to close this out. I am very excited for next week's episode. Um, this is probably going to be a recurring thing this arc since we don't have as much to talk about after the fact for episodes. Uh, the next episode is titled True Identity of the Devil, The Secret Which is Revealed. Yeah, it's like, okay, you are writing some pretty big checks. <laughs> yeah, like, hello? Also next week, guess what we're getting to? No. Episode 69. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm 12. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> I, I can sense the palpable disappointment from my co-host here. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I don't judge. Out loud. <laughs> you do. Many times. It's not judging. <laughs> the decision is already is already made. Like <laughs> the in- the impression is already made. Like long before. <laughs> you can you can follow our show on Twitter at Bleachcast. You can email us with any questions, comments, or feedback at iwobleachcast at gmail dot com. Uh, I have another show. Don't know when another episode's coming out because it has been a wild couple of weeks. We're getting there. Uh, but that is welcome to a podcast. I, I, I believe the fucking Twitter handle for that is just welcome to a pod C1. I don't know why it's that. I will fix it at some point. We'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. You can also, I, I forgot to do my fucking, my own fucking Twitter. <laughs> You can also follow me at Lavender underscore pause. And you can follow me at Twitter, on Twitter, in Twitter, ah, using Twitter, using Twitter <laughs> for the user SSB SLJ. You... <laughs> Catch us next week in the midst of Twitter in, in cyberspace. Stay cool, Jads. Nothing is so painful to the human mind as a great and sudden change. <laughs>
「マイペースで進めればいい」